Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. With smoochy red lips, absolutely no denim jumpers. I am your host, Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com, and I am joined by my girlfriend 2,000 miles away, Shay Elliott of the TheElliottHomestead.com. How are you this afternoon, dear friend? <sighs> I think I'm okay. okay. I think I'm okay. It's Monday. Mondays are like starting a freight train. It's like, see that? It's like the bullet trains in Europe. Mm-hmm. When they're at zero miles per hour, that's and, what it feels like. And then they're in London. Yes, Ooh. and then you're just like, and now you need to get this to London asap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I, you know, when you look at the clock at nine in the morning and you think, well, I, wow, like, mm-hmm. I've put in a half a day's work mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy to be here with you. Today's show is brought to you by the Homemaker Chic Podcast Amazon link. So we talked about show notes in the last episode. You can find our Amazon link in the show notes. It'll only take you a second. I promise you can figure it out. But the holidays are coming and a lot of us are locked in our houses again and we're having things shipped to the house and you can shop with your Amazon, with our Amazon link at no extra cost to you. And that's a fabulous way that you can support our podcast. I know you're having things shipped. Goodness gracious. We know our UPS man intimately. Oh, so well. <laughs> we hear that gravel crunch probably every other day. Well, it's funny. We were actually up at a winery a couple months ago up where we live. And the UPS driver was delivering packages to the winery and she just put everybody's packages in their cars who was there from our town because she just knew everybody's cars and she knew we were all there. And she's like, hey, here we go. It was oh, fabulous. That is so that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Absolutely. Um, our guy, I mean, he's always commenting on the animals. The kids rush out to see him. It's yeah. just it's but it's so helpful because we live, you know, a good 35 minutes from any quote unquote major store. Yeah. And especially now with everything shutting down, not for covid, but for the season, uh, uh, Amazon's a necessity. So, yes, use the Homemaker Chic podcast Amazon link to show us some love. You can also show us some love over on Patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. We have some love for you, downloadable versions of our cookbooks, some to-do lists, lots of helpful goodies, and quarterly, we host a fangirl hangout, mm-hmm. which is a riot, and that will be a fantastic way to close out this year. Yes, it will. Well, in this season, I guess the season will kind of end at the end of the year, right? I think pretty close. Hmm. Well, there you go. There we go. That will be fun. Today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by 956 Studio. And this is exciting. We have something exciting to announce with our 956 Studio fans because they are going to release, I believe it's a limited time. Am I Mm -hmm. right in this? Yes. Homeware line. I haven't even seen it. We've just gotten little tidbits. Perfect. Perfect. I I think that's perfect for right now. I mean, with what we're doing on the podcast, it's going to go great. 
Yes. And I love her motto in creating this, which is livable luxury. So for the homeware line, 956 was looking to develop pieces that were beautiful and simple and useful and designed to pair with holiday decor and to bring warmth into the home. I have not even ventured yet into switching my home over for the holidays. Have you? Uh, I just did my living room uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. No, last week. Sorry. (laughs) I'm all Mom over the place. Brain. I, I can't. It's my latest YouTube video. So it's okay. my fall living room and it is like full on fall decorated. Boom. Ooh. Well, it'll be fun to see if any of these pieces will fit in because I believe there's flower boxes that were salvaged from an old barn in Wisconsin. Beeswax candles. Yes, Give please. me all of those, all please. The Nine five candles. Yes. Um, throw pillows that were made by a local ma- uh, maker close to you in Madison, Wisconsin. But every piece of 956's homeware collection has a unique story designed to work in the home and add depth and dimension to the pieces that you already have. So I cannot wait to check it out. Go visit them, 956studio.com. I believe that the homeware line launches November 16th, which is... By the time very soon, how, very soon, few days time. So keep your eye on that. Like a and, week from today. Okay. So mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. Yes. And there is a coupon code for 956. It is chic 20. It is chic 20. So go and use that. Tell them we said hello. Check them out. Lovely. Yeah. You kind of had me at like salvaged barnwood and beeswax. Seriously. Like, Seriously. Love language. And while you're there, grab a black turtleneck to wear under all your wool sweaters, too. Really helps the itch. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Okay. It's Monday? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I think we should cue the wine music. Okay, let's do it. I don't think I'll really ever get over my love for this song. I kind of just want it to follow me around like a little cloud all day. Like a little like, personal soundtrack. Exactly. Just remember, you're happy. Right? Just remember that. This Would- is the part of the podcast where we invite you to belly up with us. Pour a glass of whatever scratches your itch. For us, that means a lovely glass of wine from Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is a fabulous online company that will ship you organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted blue sugar. No garbage wines from around the world. Shay, what kind of garbage am I talking about? Uh, I don't know. GMO yeast, purple dye, artificial flavors. 76 ingredients that legally don't have to be listed on the back of that wine you're buying at the grocery store. still makes me so mad. so disturbing. It's like with all the labeling requirements and ingredient lists and if, okay, it has to be listed by the most prevalent ingredient to the least, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is a beverage people drink a lot of. No labels? Nothing? I don't get it. It's crazy. I don't get it either. Whatever. So this is wine. These are grapes. This is wine that comes from grapes. <laughs> Grown <laughs> and bottled to help you tap into life and celebrate it. That's your cue, Shay. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just I'm like, yes, tell me more. I just, <laughs> I love Let's this so celebrate. much. And actually, before I ask you what you're sipping, I am going to actually click. You're going to hear some clicking. I am going to okay. open up an email from somebody that I got. Actually, she sent it to you too. But my email is like the vortex of hell. So I'm surprised I'm seeing this. 
This is what it said. This is from Kelsey. All this email is intended for is to thank you both for megaphoning Dry Farms wine. I got my first seven bottles yesterday, so she must have done the six bottle subscription and then added on. They got her. She got her free bottle uh, earlier in the day, which is super hard to not crack those babies open at 10 a.m. And wowza, what a gift, a treat lovely surprise. We are in love and we are so excited to discover all the goodness in real wine that hasn't been tampered with. Thank you so much for bringing light to an outstanding company that deserves all, there's a lot of L's, all the praise. Thanks and cheers. Wonderful. Cheers to that, Kelsey. Cheers. And if you had a glass at 10 in the wine, 10 in the wine. I've had a glass. No. <laughs> if you have a glass at 10 in the morning, I wouldn't yes. tell anyone. Yes. Well, actually, I actually was doing a photo shoot the other uh, day for the cooking community and my family left to do some homeschool stuff. And I just like bogged down into getting some recipes done. I'm shooting them. I make these like tea cookies and I pose them with this red wine. I get done. I eat a cookie. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to let it go to waste. Right. I don't even think it was 10, which sounds really bad, but it was a very small glass. It's like a little pork glass. And that's anyway. fine because I'm sure the alcohol content was extremely low because mm-hmm. I know it mm-hmm. was a bottle of Dry Farms. Yes. So to clarify, okay. Dry Farms is not the wine label. Dry Farms is uh, what we are calling distributor. the importer. Importer, the distributor. Yeah. Yes, yep. ma'am. Yep. So they go around, and Todd just is super selective and picky about the quality and what a wine must be and how it's grown and how it's bottled and what's added to it to be considered for import through the dry farm wines family. And so he goes out and that's his job is to go and source these incredible wines from all over the world. And um, he does an incredible job. So Angela, what yes, are ma'am. you sipping on this fine Monday? Well, I'm, this is French, but I think I'm going to struggle with the pronunciation um, it is a red in okay. the upper corner. Have you seen this one? It's got like a little. Oh. I have that one in my stash right now. Yeah. It's, I haven't I've had never it had a wine from this region before. Okay. So it's the Cote Catalan. So this is very Southern France. I don't know if this is like an Andalusia area, but it's definitely on the border of Spain from what I can see on the bottom of this or on this little map. Okay. This variety is a hundred percent Carignan Noir. I think that's how we're going to pronounce that. Carignan Noir. It looks like Carig Carignan. <laughs> but that's not how you say it. <laughs> and this is a Perro Raison. Perro Raison. No one knows. Yeah, what it that looks means. like Perro Raisin. That's what it looks like. Um, I was talking is, to somebody about learning Italian, mm-hmm. and I was like. I feel like it's kind of related to Spanish, which I did study. So I feel like I could learn it fairly quickly. And she's like, well, you at least pronounce all the letters. Like it has that unlike going f- unlike French. French, where it's like pick two letters from that whole word and just say those sounds. The yeah, rest, or, just forget yeah. about it. Or just like the reverse, like just mentally delete one third of the consonants and you'll, you'll exactly. be great. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But those when those R's are in the two R's in the middle of the word like that, my tongue feels really thick and sloppy. Perro raison. There you go. Boom. Okay. Uh, this has a 3.9 rating. I did a little research on the the www. This is uh-huh. a 2019 and um, three or four different kinds of grapes. 
So, oh no, this is 100% Carignan Noir. But some of these bottles have like a Grenache Blanc and a Syrah and stuff. Um, mm. So what does it taste like? Okay. Did you, did you enjoy it? I did. I very much enjoyed it. Um, it's very like earthy, has okay. like some chalky notes, cherry, raspberry, uh, black cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good balance. It's nice. Lovely. Mm-hmm. I've learned that I really love the earthy, minerally, fresh fruit kind of notes in red wines. The ones where I, I think they can go really bad, especially with like super sugared yeasted wines mm-hmm. is those like dried, the dried, like raisiny kind of flavor. Where you feel just, like you need to lick your teeth off. Yeah. And it's done. like a fig yeah. Newton, but like in a really bad way. You're just <laughs> liquid like liquid fig. Liquid fig. It's, <laughs> I had a wine one time that was so bad like that. It was like just so overdone. I, mm-hmm. I actually couldn't drink it. And I was so mad because it was the first time I'd ever bought a full bottle at a restaurant. It wasn't mm-hmm. just for me, but it was undrinkable. I don't like oh, that. You send it back. I should have sent it back, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. you and I cower under any kind of confrontation. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the it is that earthy, that chalky, anything with that mineral. Yeah. You know, the, oh, that San fresh. Juan salt yeah. that we our yes. advertiser San Juan salt has that mineral like oysters have that mineral. Anything that has that mineral earthy life, even it like, tastes like life. Not that's death. why I like beets. They taste like dirt, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. way I like vetiver oil. It smells like dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, what did I say? This was the 2019. If you yeah. stump, that's got like a 3.9 or basically a four-star rating. The 2018, if you stumble upon one of those, that's supposed to be a really baller bottle. Mm. Too, so I wonder what mine is. So check. we haven't even said uh, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go and, and check them out. You you can choose to have them send you three bottles or six bottles or nine bottles or 12 bottles or do what I do, which is 12 bottles plus a sparkly subscription. I cannot stop drinking sparkling wine right now. Makes me so happy. It, it, I'm just like, I'm going to celebrate. Why? Because it's Monday. I don't know. What more reason do I need? I'm alive. I'm feeling good. Give me a glass of champagne, please. Um, I actually, I love a good French sparkling wine. They're very dry and minerally, but I also love the Italian sparkling wines. The, what is it in Italian? Like Bianco Frizzante or Frizzante Mm. Bianco or something. I can't quite remember, but they're so happy. They're so cheery. It's like, it's like Italians. Like, oh, just, I'm just hanging out, man. Right. No break. One of those out the middle of February. Seriously. It's like you're on the beach. It's fabulous. So. Shay, do we have a winner to announce? We were going to give away some free wine. Yes, we do. So a big thank you to everyone who checked out dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. We entered everyone who either joined Dry Farms as a new customer last week or just placed your normal order into a giveaway just because we love you. And so we do have a winner of three free bottles of Dry Farm Wines that we are going to send you. And that winner is Alyssa Blist. So Alyssa, you spell your name A-L-L-I-S-S-A. This is your email, B-L-Y-S-T. We can't see the full thing, but we know Dry Farms can. So will you please message us on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast and say, yay, I won. Give me my wine so that we can get your address. And we will send you three free bottles of Dry Farm Wines. 
That is so cool. And thank you to everyone for supporting mm-hmm. your body, for staying healthy by yes. drinking Dry Farm. Yes. And it's really the best way you can support the show. We love Dry Farm and we're so happy to be partnered with them. So Yes. And go order this week and you can still get your wine in time for Thanksgiving. I think it's really, really important. We put all this effort into cooking good food and we don't often put that kind of energy into what we're going to drink. And that's a shame. Because drinking enhances the experience. I don't mean like the alcohol. Having a drink along with your meal enhances the experience of that meal enjoyment. Absolutely. It's designed to um, get your palate stimulated, complement your food. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. And sneak peek, we're actually going to be interviewing Todd again this season, who's going to talk to us about pairing dry farm wines with food so that we can be better at that. Which I need to, I have a lot to learn of. I'm more like, okay, Red with red meat, white with white meat. Oh, we can do better than that. <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> I have so much to learn, ladies. Um, all right. Yes, go visit them. Uh, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Get your Thanksgiving wines and uh, pour a glass with us because we are going to talk farm talk today. Fall Man, on the farm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know some, you know, the country's so wonderfully uh, diverse in that some people are still in the throes of autumn. Some mm-hmm. people are really girding their loins, waiting for that first blizzard. Yes. You know? Yes, that's very <laughs> We've true. already had, you know, it's so bizarre. Over the weekend, we had 70 degree weather here in Door County, which is like almost Canada. <laughs> I took my children to the beach. We went in the water. It was very cold, mm-hmm. but some of but my more it. adventurous children really went in the water. Mom went in like up to her knees and my toes turned red. And that was, <laughs> I cannot do cold. I can't do cold water. Yeah. Hot water, boiling. I don't care. But cold water hurts so bad. I know. But my kids had a riot. So it was 70. But two weeks ago we had snow. So riddle me this. It's, I don't know. It's just life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand anything. <laughs> I, I do understand that I agree with you on cold water. Cause last year I was like, I'm going to pull a Yana a Yenten Yona. and I'm yeah. just going to go and jump in the icy water and it's going to be amazing. And I'm got this Nordic blood. Like let's and do your this. nipples fell off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stepped outside and I was like, screw that. I'm not going to go get in the water. I had to clean out my pump. Like my kid had dropped something in our little pond. So I just uh-huh. like, reached my hand in to pull it out and it, like I instantly had this splitting headache from the cold and I was just like, I'm definitely not doing that. Definitely yeah. not getting in any body of water in the middle of winter like she does. No, I don't know not how she does happen. it. That's insane. I think you just have to acclimate your body. And I understand all the good benefits of it. I'm very intrigued by the good benefits. Like I wish. But here's here's what my do doctor it. told me to do. Like you take okay. your hot shower and it's really good for your body. It it loosens things up and allows mm-hmm. your body to sort of move stuff through and detox, which is just kind of what your body does when your muscles are warm. But she said, after you do that, you kick it to as cold as the shower will go and just stand in there and like count to 30 or sing your ABCs or something. Mm-hmm. And it closes all your pores, you know, like it closes. You- it's actually good for your hair too. Like if you struggle with frizzy mm-hmm. hair, it closes the follicle. Yep. However, it makes your leg hair grow back. My leg hair grows back the second I get cold. We don't have I'm to worry Amazon. about that. It's it's winter time. 
I'm not going to worry about leg hair until May. Rubbing on your jeans. Gross. Yeah. going to worry about leg hair until May. Oh I actually remember gosh. one time in winter wearing these leg, uh, these like tights under my dress to church uh-huh. and you I could, could see, see the leg hair poking out <laughs> from the tights and I was like, ah, it might be time. <laughs> no, it's that Nordic blood in me though. Like my leg hair is blonde and soft. Like it's not real proper leg hair no. at all. <laughs> so I can get away with it most of the time. No, I would look like a, a a caveman or something. It would be would be not good. <laughs> don't you just I don't wonder know what like that has how... to do with fall on the farm? But women didn't used to shave. They didn't used to shave. Well, that would be one thing. Then it would be a lighter brown or blonde, and it would be soft. But, but still, the minute you shave it, it's over. I keep I mean, thinking about this in, in reading Outlander, though. I'm just like, I knew you were going to say that. They went from you know being in the '60s where most women's, you know, even then, like most women shaved their legs and their armpits mm-hmm. and such. And like, I'm not so worried about the nether regions. Right. Cause that, okay. That's just what it is. But like how hard it would be when you acclimate to a certain body aesthetic, aesthetic or yeah. Yeah. How hard it would be to be like, now I'm just gonna, you know, do th- like just for me, I've grown up in this culture. It's part of what it is. I've shaved my legs since as long as back as I can remember. So when my leg hair is long, I just feel masculine, mm-hmm. which I know that's just a social cop. Like women have not been shaving their legs for that long, but right. Also they kind of have, as I'm thinking out loud here, because when I re- they start, I remember reading a story about Egyptian women waxing their bodies with honey. Oh, I'm sure like boiled honey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so who knows, who knows how we got here? But I just keep thinking how hard it must be for Brianna to like be back there with her hairy legs. Oh, she's got red hair. It's probably like angel feathers or something. Oh, angel feathers. <laughs> well, I guess not many people see it either because it's not like they wore short dresses or shorts. Right. Everything was long skirts. Yeah. Nobody's going to see it. Except Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another episode. Roger sees it. Um, real fast before we kick uh-huh. off this outlander. No, I know we're talking about farm, but my friend Claire reached out and she was like, how do you manage this? I can't stomach it. Like the sex scenes are horrible. I agree, Claire. And so um, you can watch it on VidAngel. That's a good place to watch it. You can? Yeah. I told her, I was like, go watch it on VidAngel. And she was just like, hallelujah, because the story's great. But it's I just fast forward it until I realized it's on VidAngel. But yeah, it's on there. So. Oh, my goodness. I loved VidAngel. We used it like crazy back in the day. And then there was like big lawsuits and a brouhaha a few years ago. And I didn't really think it came back to its full capacity. Yeah. Is it is it connected to like. Is it connected to a certain outlet? Like, you know, is I it don't just know. Amazon stuff that's now on VidAngel. I feel like there's some caveat or like some. I'm not sure because uh, I actually don't watch it on there because I actually don't watch the show. But I just said, check out VidAngel and it was on there and it worked great for her. So I'm not exactly sure how but I can ask her. I'm going to watch that because. Um, yeah. If it would be at all, you know, depending on how much they take out. I know Ami Lee would really enjoy it because mm-hmm. she loves time travel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I know some people really disagree with tampering with stories. Give me a break. Like, 
it's it's a great story, but I don't We're not rewriting Mark Twain. We're just deleting yeah. some scenes out of Outlander. Okay. And you know what? They kind <laughs> so, of overdo the sex scenes anyway. They do. I think. Yeah, I mean, do. it's just like in the books, it's like, okay, yeah, they're a married couple who have sex. Big deal. But yeah. Right. Right. They play it up. It's like Hollywood dr- dramatizes something or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like almost oh, like they make their money off selling sex sex imagine that um okay sorry rabbit trail let's talk about fall on the farm okay let's just cry let's curl up in fetal position and cry for a little bit about all the work we still have to do and then let's talk about fall on the farm i mean holy cow we did our big push like in the last 10 days so i would like to think it's coming to a close it's not Really? No, it's I not. mean, now I'm going to be milking in 17 degree below yeah. weather. Yeah. So it's just like you're trading one for the other. And but watering, you you're like hauling water. Watering oh, in the winter gallon. is We a don't beast. have water out in the Euro Village, so we have no water. We have to it's run a hose, like, like a 300 foot hose, and then drain it every day. Mm-hmm. And then you just bring it back into the kitchen. How do you keep it warm? Uh, Stu mean, puts it in his shop with a, like a blanket around it, basically. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Okay. It takes forever. Oh, yeah. Like and they drink twice as much in the winter, by the way. Yeah. You'd think they drink more in hot water. That's not true. They drink more in the winter. Yep. It's it's just a yeah, it's pretty br- brutal. We load five gallon buckets up. We like pull them out on a toboggan or on the back of the, you know, little tractor wagon. And yeah. 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 OK, let's get uh, let's get bird's eye view. I know we actually have a lot of listeners okay. who are either new to homesteading or wanting to homestead. And I know not all of our listeners homestead, but just hang with us because you can learn about a different lifestyle, which is awesome. I love listening to different people's stories. Doesn't I mean do I want to live all their lives. I just think it's fascinating to understand what other people do, how they live. Mm-hmm. Um, bird's eye view, fall on the farm means typically that you are obviously pulling in all your produce from out in the gardens, getting in anything that's left to harvest. So all that's left really for me is just herbs. Like I've got rosemary. I just pulled the last of the leeks out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all. I it's, had a few straggler purple cabbage. Yeah. Uh, y- yesterday and green tomatoes. Yeah, Maybe. I brought a tomato vine in and put it in the greenhouse. I'm going to see if I can get it to go over the winter. Just oh, nice. Oh, that'd be fun. It was. It had gone to seed like on a path. And I'm like, I will rescue you, little <laughs> tomato. <laughs> yeah, I brought all my rosemary in and it's already happier. It's blooming, which makes me geeked yeah. out of my mind. Yeah. Um, I opened my dehydrator the other day and found that I was doing like trays of chives that I forgot about. Mm. So there's that. And I did that the other day all with a beef liver. <laughs> Chive beef liver. It Chive was disgusting. I was like, this is how you grow like penicillin. Like it was amazing. Wow. <laughs> but yes. And then after the uh, produce harvest, you know, you're composting your, are your, how are your beds? How are your beds, Jay? Mm, well, they're good. I am... Secretly, not so secretly, trying to get Marseille to just come and live on the farm with me and just help me in the gardens because she's such a power. Marseille is somebody I hired last year to help me in the gardens a bit. She's, I don't trust anybody in my gardens because you're like, no, this needs to self seed, or yes, that's a, in the pathway, but you know, it's very personal. 
Well, and it's not landscaping. It's, it's not landscaping. It's, art. <laughs> it's not it's landscaping. artistic. Yes. So I know she loves your space. And so she's going to consider those seed droppings the way you would. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. And she prunes the way that I would. And um, mm. but she's got like a real job and stuff. Boo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but actually, it was through her that I act- I located a farm that's like an hour north of us that grows worm castings. And so she's like, hey, I can get you a bunch of these. Would you like some? And I don't mean get, I mean buy. You can buy Mm -hmm. them through me. You know, I'm going Mm -hmm. to pick up a load. So I actually got a giant tote, 2,000 pounds of worm poop, ladies. That's cool. It's the most beautiful, black. so cool. Sexy thing. And so- even 2000 pounds, it's not enough for all my spaces. So what I'm trying to do, I call it just like a clean sweep. I go through, mm-hmm. prune, pull out weeds, harvest anything that needs to be harvested, um, top dressed everything with worm mm-hmm. poop. And ideally I would put down then a bunch of mulch. So layers of leaves or grass clippings. I know people say not to use. I mulch with grass all the time. And as Why long- not? Because like, I don't know, weed seeds, I'm like, yeah, like that's going to make a difference. Like that's going to make a difference, right? (laughs) I just do it in a fairly thin layer so that the grass dries and doesn't get stodgy and gross. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, like. (laughs) But I I love mulching with grass. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so anyway, everything would be top dressed, but I like, I don't have my, I don't know what I'm going to use for mulch this year. We only have a couple trees. We've got one big uh, maple tree and it, mulches all the gardens underneath it just naturally by dropping its leaves. But we don't have enough of anything to mulch all my beds with. So mm. I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for mulch this year. I don't know. I also got a liquid fish fertilizer that is made on the coast of Washington. And I'm kind of just putting that on stuff, especially my potted things. Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> But I just feel mm. like, here's some food. Would you like some food? Something is better than nothing. Yeah, it's kind of what I, mean, I think. It's, yeah, I mean, you could get really scientific about it or you could just throw a bunch of crap on there and see what comes. And I love Monty's yeah. take on this. He's always just like, leave extra. Leave things unclipped. Like my wildflower meadow, this would be the time of year where you mm-hmm. could mow it so it looked nice. I'm leaving it. Why? Because bugs, they use it as habitat. And mm-hmm. we're kind of, this wildflower meadow is between established gardens and what I hope will be a new garden area. And so I'm kind of trying to pull the bugs, pull all those worms and all of that life further out. Come, Come this, way. this way. Come this way. Exactly. Leave stuff, leave s- seeds for the birds, you know, the sun, like the dead sunflower heads. Mm-hmm. I know our inclination is just to clean sweep everything, but that's not what's actually best for the flora and fauna of your garden right i have most of my flowers and you know they're still i just like the dried i like the structure of the seed pod the dried oh yeah i do like the brown and the crispy all my zinnia are standing tall and strong Mm -hmm. um they were actually on i gave them a little spotlight on my video on friday because they were just so pretty yeah they're just they look so autumnal i love it let them be there you know yeah so all my vegetable beds are cleaned up you know back um 
The Euro Village, for anybody that's new, is our barnyard. We call it the Euro Village because it's property we bought for a dollar. <laughs> Long story. But um, we have big compost bins back there, one for the goats and the sheep, one for chickens, and now one for fern, just mountains of manure. So we rented a tractor last week to clean out ferns area and um, gave those a big, a good scoop and a turn, zhuzhed them up a little bit. Mm, yeah, and baby. And then brought over anything appropriate and top dressed, you know, the raised beds. And we have the opposite where we are in a forest. So I have a plethora of leaves, but we had a huge windstorm last week mm. and it came in and blew them all like to the other side of the property. So <laughs> normally they're on the lawn uh, next to my garden and the kids rake them up and we haul them over on tarps and we just top dress everything in leaves and they're, they're gone. Oh, dang. They're actually all, they got blown up and over the netting and they're in my chicken run, like four feet high, like around the edge. Oh, just pushed up yeah. against it from the yeah. wind. So I actually could get in there and get them. If yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. We'll see if I, if I need to. I know it's I such know. a labor of love. It's such a labor of love, but I'll tell you like the work that you do put in, even if you're guessing, um, it's amazing to me over time, how that just changes the soil, the entire texture of the soil and the space and the fertility. And yeah. like, I went to go plant some little, um, I got some flocks and some echinacea starts to plant out this fall and I'm planting bulbs and you know, I'll dig down into the soil because it's not frozen yet. And just worms, just life everywhere. It makes me so happy. Like I'll just sit there yeah. and hold it in my hands and you can just watch the soil kind of moving and shifting with life. And it's just so cool. And when we moved Giving in, it was just vapors. Oh, when we moved in, it was just like rock and silk. clay. It was and, just, ugh. it was horrible. Yeah. Like powder. Powder. And I remember we worked, you know, we... We started creating the garden in March, like shoveling snow out of the way so we could get started. So then the following spring, I remember the kids out there digging around and we were just celebrating because they found worms. Yeah. Like we did it. We're, yeah. we're doing here. it. We, yes. We're here. Yes. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And I've already found myself just daydreaming about, um, I actually set up a date with my gardener friend, Grace. So Grace is my neighbor. She's an organic farmer who sells at the markets and is a legit like market gardener. She knows her stuff. And I said, Grace, can I please make you a cup of coffee? And like, I'll pay you for your time. Just come over and help me plan out next year's veggie beds because I gave so much attention to the flowers this year. I actually remember saying to you, like, I don't even care about vegetables. All I want to do is grow flowers. I love them so much, um, which is true. But I realized what I love about my flower beds is, they're beautiful and vegetable mm -hmm. beds can be really beautiful too. Mine weren't this year. They were just, it had to do with location and access and all this stuff. So we're rebuilding the garden somewhere else, but I was just like, I'm already daydreaming. Like, what am I going to grow and what crops can I, like, I don't need to grow fennel. Shay, stop growing fennel. You don't eat it. Stop <laughs> growing it. Just stop. That one recipe that calls for grated fennel. Yeah, exactly. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> I got to focus. Oh, I got to narrow so it down. <laughs> That's what I did this year. Like last year, I planted like enough beet or not beets. You can never have enough beets. Hello. But enough leeks to like supply Wisconsin with leeks. 
So yeah. this year, like, yeah. dial it back, Ange, please, for goodness yep. sake. But yeah, yeah, it's um, I feel it's that time of year, you know, after you've just worked so hard all summer, you do. And then you like for us, we start homeschooling. You take like a little bit of a reprieve from the garden and you need it. And mm-hmm. you love it, but it's not what it is in April. Right. You know? Yeah. But now this is that time again where now you have this blank palette, mm-hmm. blank canvas. And now you're like, your juices are going again. Your imagination's going on what next year is going to be like. Well, it's a, and you it's feel the that perfect time to-, to take notes too, because you're like, it's fresh in your mind. Like I need to grow less leeks or here's that right. vegetable. Like when you see it in the seed catalog, it's going to look really good and you're going to be super tempted. Don't because no one ate it. Um, anyway, it's a perfect yeah. time to, to reassess that kind and, of thing. And, uh, after the vegetable harvest, Ugh. you know, is the meat, harvest. the meat harvest. <laughs> If we're taking a bird's yeah. eye view of fall on the farm, this is what we do in autumn. Why? Because there's no grass growing in winter, which means that anything you keep, you have to feed hay. Thin the herd. Yes, exactly. Please. Like it's just you have to lighten the load to make the winter chores easier. You know, we oh, did all yeah. our ducks and I know Joel and Aiden are so relieved Because the ducks are so messy. You don't want them in the coop all winter. No. Disgusting. So. Do not do that. Yeah. We did our ducks. We did our lambs last weekend. We have two turkeys coming Mm -hmm. probably later this week, Mm -hmm. which is sad. We love, I love turkeys. They're very personable. Personable. They're so friendly and Oh my goodness, just since like from chicks on, they're just so sweet. They hang out with you, they pick at your rings. Um, so my kids are pretty sad. We have two turkeys. They don't survive very well though. Mm-mm, they'll like, die. If you want if you want two turkeys, order ten. Well, yeah. And even if you, you were know, like, hey, we're gonna keep these two as pets, they'll they'll just die. They'll die. Yeah, yeah they will. But um, I told them. So we just have like the white ones because they were all sold out, you know, with COVID. Everybody, everybody decided to be a homesteader this year. You can't get a chick. You can't get a ball jar. You can't get a turkey. The jar situation is making me crazy. I the have ball jar. Like I have a problem. I have like, my milk in Tupperwares. Like just Tupperwares. Like, oh. I, I don't. There's nowhere else to put the milk. I'm making yeah, cheese I'm, every day and I still right? don't have any jars. <laughs> I just sent out a text this morning. I'm like, uh. Milk for sale, air quotes, for pet consumption. Mm-hmm. Does anybody want, want some of this milk? I can't. I don't have enough jars to keep it in. And I mm-hmm. have bags of apples in my boot room yeah. that I need to make applesauce out of. I can't find a friggin' jar I know. for 50 miles. I know. Or or even a plastic Ziploc, a gallon Ziploc. It's bad. Like those it's are really sold bad. out at a lot of farms. And so those are like, Yeah. Those are like gold mm-hmm. around here right now. Well, normally we have jars. I mean, we have a healthy supply, but this is our fullest time of year. So it's like all my pickles, all my vinegars, all my krauts, right. like all the yeah. jars are full. They're being used. They're, they're yeah, being used. They're, used. they're not in circulation. So I, because yeah. of this situation and because we're still getting milk and we actually butchered um, our calf a couple of weeks ago. So we have a beautiful freezer full of veal. I mean, just the most gorgeous Meat. And a dehydrator. Ooh, Rotten liver. Did not keep his liver, <laughs> turns out. I had good intentions. Just mom brained that one. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, 
an alter. Sounded like you were going to present an alternative to oh, the vulture. So we yeah. butchered this calf, mm-hmm. and she was letting the other calf nurse. So we thought, okay, fine, she'll just let you know Meg drink her milk, and then we have mm-hmm. a milker. That did not happen. Once George was gone, she was like, no, 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 ain't nobody having my milk. No other calves are having my milk, and so we're milking all the time. That's what that means is that we don't have mm-hmm. our milker anymore. And what that means is we're getting all the milk, which is as a milker, it's beautiful. This is why dairies separate the calves because it it's amazing. They don't and let getting, down the same when they know yeah. that their calf is close by and that their calf mm-hmm. is going to drink. They at least Cece, she has like two waves of milk. She'll give us the first one, but she's holding that second one up for her baby. Now that he's gone and she sort of settled down a bit, she just lets down and it's just like the milk just flows and she gets done and her udder is just soft and like it feels like my boobs because I've nursed four babies and now they're just all deflated and soft and squishy and saggy and, you know, it's like a deflated balloon, but it's just it feels so good as the Mm -hmm. farmer where you're like, you just gave me your all. You gave me the hind milk, which is very rich in all those minerals and like the butter fat. They hold it all right. until the end. Right. I always think oh. actually small rabbit trail. I always think that milking a cow is sort of like a, a love. It's like a marriage because when you first start milking and they first let down, it's just fast and furious. And like, there's that hot passion, you know, where you're just like, Oh, we're getting it. Look at this. The bucket's just filling up. It's amazing. That is not the rich milk ladies. If you want the rich milk, you have to go through the sore wrists and the sore elbows. It takes work. The few kicks and, you know, whatever you got to go through. And then at the end, it's just soft and you're just squeezing and it's just gentle. Oh, my gosh. And it's so people are driving off the road. It's such a beautiful reflection of relationships. You're like, you got to (laughs) stick with it. To get the good, rich butter. You know what I'm saying? You're welcome. It's true. It's true. All that's to say I've been making a lot of cheese and I've decided that Gouda is going to be my cheese and I'm just going to make giant wheels of it. and I'm going to dig a cheese cave in the ground somewhere. I'm going to store it and I'm just going to be a Gouda. The, the Gouda lady. Even though it's not technically Gouda because it's not Whatever. from Huta. <laughs> anyway, I made something the other day that was not technically mozzarella, <laughs> but we ate it. <laughs> We like we're just trying to keep up with it. Juliet made a quadruple batch of gelato. I've got like two gallons of yogurt, buttermilk. I made a half gallon of creme fraiche. Yeah, you guys, just eat your faces off. No more rationing. Yeah, the creme fraiche. Who wants creme fraiche? Yeah. You get a glob, and you get a glob, and you get everyone a glob. gets a glob. Everyone gets you want a glob. Yogurt? Have some yogurt. Yep, drizzle that yogurt and raw honey. Mm, you mama. know, oh yeah, girl. Uh, we separated young sir a few weeks ago to go. I mean, he was just, he's just huge. I mean, her poor teats, mm-hmm. he just needed to lay off. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. He was like, he was chewing them. They shred them. And now they're like soft and lovely and pink and beautiful again. But I have to tell you, uh, the cream, now that he is not milking, nursing anymore, holy crap. I know. I'm pulling like a gallon of milk and one third of it is cream. I know. Isn't it beautiful? It's incredible. I also so think it's incredible think... that they have the ability to hold that back for their baby. Yeah. And she never, she's, I never fancied her to be like 
Like, I didn't really realize she was doing that. Mm-hmm. She's not like Cece because she's not, she's a good mom, but she's from a dairy herd. So this is the first time the calf has ever been with her. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. she was just like, eh. Yeah. But we separated him. She didn't care. She didn't try to get to him or anything. She didn't bellow. Mm-hmm. You know, so she and did we'd give never, him her cream. Did, yeah, she did give him the cream, but she never kicked or she's just a good chill. Yeah. Chill cow. Oh. But um, we've been milking outside. Just we just pull up a tree stump and milk. We don't, you know, lock her in or anything. And it's going to be cold. I mean, in January, we will have three weeks of 17 below zero. And obviously I need somewhere to milk. So we took a center part of the barn and and by barn I mean old three star three car garage okay <laughs> from the back half of the property where there used to be a house and we made a milking parlor and so Joel built a stanchion and we had to like the last few days we've been training her to get all the way up on it she was leaving her back legs off the back, like leaning, craning mm-hmm, forward mm-hmm. for her grain and everything. So mm-hmm. we're like trying to get her on there. And so that's been our, you know, we've been really spoiled. Her being our first dairy cow, we didn't go through really any uh, milking drama. Yeah. She, she's, she was she trained. the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. But getting her up on this thing and getting her sort of accustomed to that was, that was our challenge. Mm-hmm. But she's doing good. Cows are such funny creatures. I love them. And I'm actually really thankful in the winter time to have them because they keep you just connected to the outside. And mm-hmm. yes, sometimes it's horrible to like go out when it's so cold and snowy and blizzardy. And you're just like, why are we doing this? There's milk at the store. Um, right. But then you just go spend time with them. And it's always so refreshing. There's something about it that just brings my soul life. Just being out there in the barnyard. I love it. Yep. Well, when you, you know, it. like you said, you, you get out there some, some mornings, it's just not convenient, yeah. you know, to go spend that kind of time, but then you get next to the animal and she's so peaceful Yep. and you can smell her and it's such a, it's a repetitive task. So you kind of go into the zone while you're doing it yep. and I love it. I mean, I know it's special. It's special. I don't like cleaning off the udder. I swear she poops and then lays down to keep her teats warm in the poop. I swear it's I swear it's strategic. <laughs> That's a big part of it kind of starts in the fall on the farm, but it's a big mm-hmm. part of winter on the farm is shoveling out poop. Yep. We clean we, we have do to it every clean day. our pen. Do you do it every day? No, we do it once a week with the tractor. So we put okay. we, we put just like bedding down up. twice a week. So once when we clean it and then once to kind of top dress it and then scoop it out mm-hmm. once a week with the tractor and everything goes in the compost pile. But she's also with all of our sheep. And um, we have to keep it really clean for the sheep, especially when they start lambing, because Noel mm-hmm. usually lambs in January. And then we. Okay. Um, hey, I have a question about that because we're trying to, you know, work out who's going to go where. Obviously, everybody needs a few buddies. Yeah. You know, so they're not alone. Yeah. But how do you. Do you have a mineral block for your cow? I mean, how do you keep the copper away from your sheep? That's our, yeah, it's, that's our struggle right now. It's an all stock salt lick so it's one that a red mineral block right it's one that sheep can have and then when we separate them they go different places in the summertime in the springtime yeah um and then they get their own separate little thing but yeah it's got to be an all stock one because sheep cannot have copper no it will kill them mine got into hers the other day 
And I'm like, are you going to explode? Are you going to drop dead? I'm just watching them. They're okay. We actually had a uh, lamb one time that we were raising for meat and it got into the chicken coop. Oh boy. And ate a bunch of chicken grain and Ew. died, obviously. Yeah. Uh, sheep, yeah. our sheep don't get any grain at all. They're just grass. And um, I know some people do feed their sheep little bits of just like rolled oats or something really mm-hmm. gentle on the stomach. But in general, sheep do well with no grain, especially not chicken grain that probably has a bunch of copper in it. Right. Lovely. We've had so many instances like that. I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't even like to remember them all. It, Thankfully, you can't remember them. All. I can't remember them all. I like said sometimes this- if I... If I sit down and try to remember everything that's oh, gone wrong, I'm gosh. like, oh, yeah. And you're so glad to forget. So glad, so glad to forget. Isn't that the truth? In terms of meat harvest here on our farm, we have a dilemma with our cow, um, Lucy, who is a Jersey Dexter cross. She's small. She's beautiful. She is the perfect family cow. She wouldn't give as much milk as a Jersey. It wouldn't be overwhelming. Good mom has her calf with her. We're not milking her now. She wasn't supposed to be bred. So she's not making Mm -hmm. a ton of milk right now, which makes sense. She's, you know, this is her first time and they don't produce as much their first time. But we have two extra cows. Basically, all we need is Cece. We've got Lucy and Meg. But I don't want to butcher them because I know how hard it was for us to find a good dairy cow. And I want somebody to buy her. So if any listeners, listeners, come on. If anybody wants a beautiful cow, you could milk her if you wanted to now, or you could rebreed her. She just went into heat last week. So she is cycling like a champ. Um, She's not bred right now. She has her calf. I just, I want somebody to buy her because I think she would be such a beautiful family cow. She's very gentle and she's, you know, she's been raised, born, raised on our farm. And I just love well, her. And that's really important. I mean, even yeah. you know, if we have a listener that's listening and you're, you guys are, um, you know, for us, it was like COVID. Yeah. It's like, well, you're taking advantage of a, yeah, of right. a disaster, <laughs> you know, playing the game. We got to get a cow. Yeah. But like to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be able to purchase a cow from somebody that you know and trust is a really big deal because there are shady people. Yeah, there people are. Trying to thin the herd, call. Yeah. We got that when and we you, bought our you can't first get cow. Stuck with a yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our very first one was a Craigslist cow, and we got screwed over on it big time. Yeah, and yeah, that's tough. It is tough. So we need to get rid of her, but I, I really would prefer to not eat her. I mean, I will, I will, but I don't want to. I would eat her calf because veal. Um, and it's not a meat you can really get your hands on easy here where we live at all. So it's kind of Hopefully a, it's not. kind of a nice thing to be able to raise yourself. But, um, other than that, we have six lambs still to butcher. We butchered one last week or rather he died and then we butchered him. And, uh, how many you do you have three? How many are you breeding? Three. three? Okay. Yeah. We breed three and that's enough. Typically you will mm-hmm. give you twins. That's what they've done consistently the whole time we've had them. And then this last year, one had a single and then one, two had triplets, which was insane. Okay. This we had crazy. triplets and a single this year. You did too. Um, we did. How yeah. odd. One of the triplets is so small. Like Joel will not butcher him. He's so small. He's like, he's, he doesn't grow. 
He's just tiny and cute. I mean, really tiny. <laughs> and like he's Joel he's said, not going to break the food bill by keeping him around. Oh, no. He's just adorable. I mean, he doesn't come up higher than your knee. It's hysterical. Mm, that's cute. Like, it's like a Guinness book thing. Yeah, um, there's always a runt. Yeah. But he was the first one out, which was funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, and then I have another you that she has. She's lambed once and it was a horrible prolapse disaster. So we tried to keep her to not get bred. Yeah. Um, but I can't part with her. We should just butcher her, but she's so beautiful. Yeah. I love her. Mm. Her name is Fiona and she's huge. Remember you said you saw her once. You're like, that is a huge sheep. Mm-hmm. Long legged Fiona. Yeah. I call her. Yeah. Long legs. Yes. Yeah. So I but love I would our like, sheep so, so we much. have two ewes that we breed, but I would like three because, mm-hmm. you know, we, so we had four lambs. We're keeping one cause he's a midge and, uh, and then the, the girl, Amelie, doesn't want to butcher. Yeah, I know. It's hard. So that leaves me with two lambs. I'm like, that's, mm. you know, we did the two. Can we please butcher the last mm-hmm. one, please? We eat a lot of lamb here on our farm. I mean, it's... I feel like every other week on the phone, you're like, I'm making a leg of lamb. Well, we, I mean, we typically, tr- that's why we keep three ewes, because that'll give us roughly six lambs a year. And mm-hmm. that's enough, basically, for us to have a lot of lamb, <laughs> which I like. Yeah, I well, mean... Beef is a lot, takes a lot longer to grow. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for us, sheep are just easy. They're easy to manage. They're small. It's not like, I mean, we've had a dead cow before. It's hard to get rid of a dead cow. Like they're a big animal. (laughs) Lambs lambs are just easy. And in my secret magical world that I live in, sometimes I have like a (laughs) hundred acres of just rolling green Irish pasture. And I am just a shepherdess. And that's what I do with my life is I train border collies and and sheer sheep sure. and yeah, that's you what just I do. walk out in the fields, your skirts blowing, yeah. the dogs at your heels. You have a good book in your yeah, hands. And I like and wink twice and they go bring in the entire herd from the mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just amazing. <laughs> in my dream wink world, it's twice. amazing. <laughs> I have shepherdesses all over my house. I have like artwork with them, yeah. candy tins with them painted on the front, lamps. Yeah. Like figurines, I, yes. They're my alter ego. They're my alter ego. Mm -hmm. And it's what I want to do when I'm an old lady and I don't want to be on the computer anymore. I'm just going to dress like Tasha Tudor. I'm going to dress like Tasha Tudor and I'm just going to run a small flock of sheep. That's what I'm going to do. I might do it tomorrow. I don't know. I do what I want. So we'll see. (laughs) I do what I want. We're actually in the market for a new Ram. And on our Homemaker Chic patron call, Somebody had mentioned, I can't remember who it was. And I think I've already talked about this this season, but somebody mentioned that they were crossbreeding their Katahdin ewes with a certain breed of ram. Oh, yeah. What was that? And they're like, it works really well because it you still don't have to shear them, which is why we keep Katahdins because I don't know mm-hmm. any sheep shearers around here. I suppose you I could like learn to do it myself. For like, but yeah. No, that doesn't, no, please. In a, in a certain period of my life, I'll learn to shear a sheep. But um, yeah. Anyway, and so I'm looking at a, maybe crossbreeding a bit with a new breed of, of yeah. sheep this year, but we'll see. We won't get the ram till spring because I don't want to keep him over the winter. All the ladies mm. are already all bred, so we won't need them until next fall anyway. We've got a little bit of time, but. I have a young ram, uh, you know, because I had to shoot him. Shoot Sean. But so then I got another Sean. <laughs> so we always have to have a Sean the shape. Um, I think he was born like in January or February. Mm-hmm. I hope he's 
servicing his ladies. He's a little young. I saw him making an attempt. The yeah, other day. it's awkward. They got to go through some awkward. Yeah. Times. I hope he's doing the job. I hope mm. I'm not disappointed. Come spring. He'll find. Let's do this. He'll find his way. It's not complex. Mm-hmm. It's not complex. They figure it out. Um, you know what is complex, though? Um, like we all do. We we're trying to breed Fern again for next year. And oh, the first gosh. one, which we thought was a a go because the vet was like, oh, yeah, she's perfect condition. You know, yeah, it didn't take. Yep. And then we missed a month. So tomorrow's our day. Please. Yeah, seriously. How many times do you have to call the vet out for AI? That's like, why I uh, love live cover. I mean, I know I it's know, hard to get a bull. Do I know. He will not bring a no, bull. No, don't He's, bring a bull. Take your cow to the bull. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have a trailer. Like, I know. That's I me know. Trying to rent a trailer. Me breeding dairy cows. No. It, rather, let me start that over. Breeding Go dairy <laughs> cows is a can be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. And you got to do it every year. It comes very quickly. We actually decided it, to keep Cece and milk, not breed her this year, just milk mm-hmm. her for longer and then give her a longer dry period. Mm. And that makes me sad to not think about having milk, but I think I'll just get like a sheep or something and just milk a sheep. So we have a little bit of fresh milk. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> little tiny teeth. Oh my teeth. gosh, that does not sound, I've, you know, we milked Nigerian dwarfs and what a pain. Milking a sheep does not sound fun. A proper milk sheep with a proper milking udder from good milk lines, though. Come on. Better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nigerian um, dwarf. Sheep cheese. That would be. That's what I'm sheep saying. Sheep cheese. Ooh, yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'll play that for a while. You betcha I will. Um, Anything else you're trying to get done? Oh, my gosh. Everything, Angela. Everything. Like, I still have 2,000 bulbs I need to get into the ground. My brother-in-law is coming to help me completely redo our chicken fencing run because we use this really great like fencing material that lasted about two seasons and now it's just breaking. So the chickens are just you use the deer fence everywhere. Like rollable, unrollable deer fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're just we're having to rethink that entire area. We had to put a net over the top because they kept flying over. So now it's either this is my new rule. Jeremy's going to fix okay. the fence. And it's going to be a nice fence. Basically, from now on, I'm only buying Orbingtons and Cochins because they're the only ones who aren't total jerks about hopping over the fence and trying to get into my gardens. So my rule is I'm going to cull all the old hens. I'm going to only put Orbingtons and Cochins in. And then anything that flies over dies because the Orpingtons are not they're not the big flyover birds it's your Araconas exactly they're all flighty and stupid who are great layers but I need vegetables as much as I need eggs so like I understand that you're giving me eggs but that doesn't mean that you can take out my entire spinach crop for the season no and your vegetables might see mine are an acre away half acre three quarters of an acre away so they don't even know Mine uh, but there. yours are right there. They're right there. Yours are right there. So um, I have to, on my list this week is I do have, you know, a little posse that thinks they're cooler than I am. Yeah. And I have to grab the net. Yeah. And wrangle them back up, clip the wings and toss them back in. Because Lord knows where they're laying all those eggs that I'm paying for. Yep. Which really burns me, man. It does. I get, really offended mm-hmm. when I don't have rights to what's mine on the farm. <laughs> Just saying. It's true. 
<laughs> Those eggs are mine. That's how I felt I when we weren't getting are. milk. When like Cece was just holding <laughs> it all back. And I'm just like, I feed you every day. Organic. Seriously. Stuff. You're welcome Dang for all it. the green pasture. Yeah. Uh, and the top dressing of molasses all I over know, the top of I know. Your, good gracious. I know. So it's um, all that. I actually had a tray, a seed tray. Not sorry, not a seed tray, a plant tray of ladies mantle come in the mail that I forgot I ordered. So now I've got like a hundred little ladies mantle to go plant before the ground freezes. I've got garbage everywhere in my lawn from just kids snow boots to like s- towels. Like I there's so much to do. Oh, last week. I said, um, but we need an education. I said, well, your education is picking up garbage. Every <laughs> nitpicking cardboard mask. Hello with the masks. Now I have to, now there's masks floating around the property as if feed bags and gloves. Twine. Butchering. I mean, just twine. Julia asked me the other day. It was so funny because I'm, I've been painting back there like a maniac. Uh, my beautiful green, which ironically is called Envy. Um, I've been painting every door, <laughs> every framing, every like I want it to look charming. Dang it. That's why we're doing all this. I want it to look charming back there. Uh, once the snow flies, that green will look fabulous. Um, but, you know, you know how it is. You've got cattle panels and we use the twine. Oh, all and- the time. I know, but Juliet didn't know this. She's like, are we just total hillbillies that tie everything up with hay bale twine? I said, oh, no, babe. That is like a signature move for farmers across the country. There's nothing that works as good. There's nothing that works like twine. We've got it everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's it's basically holding up our little world. (laughs) We always say super glue, duct tape and twine. Like, that's how the farm right. holds together. Yes. Yep. Well, we should stop talking about it and get out of here and go do it. Yeah, I've got quite a list. <sighs> I mean, after I have another glass of wine. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us here on the farm. And if we didn't make you feel totally overwhelmed and like, oh, I don't think I actually want a homestead anymore. Sorry about that. Right? <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> Do condo life for Seriously, me. I dream of it sometimes. <laughs> like, what would it be like to just not do any of this? But what else are you going to do with your life? I loved Lisa's take on that last week. She's like, what else are you going to do? Sit around? Oh, that's our joke. Come on. That's always been our joke. What, what are we going to do? Watch TV? Yeah, no, watch TV. we be outside. No, thank you. Getting dirty. Exactly. Uh, come hang with us over on Instagram this week at Homemaker Chic Podcast. If you are sipping some of your dry farm wines, be sure to use the hashtag what I'm sipping and tag us yes. and tag dry farms. Cause I would love to hear what you guys think of some of these wines, um, show our advertisers some love. So go visit nine, five, six studio.com coupon code chic 20, and be sure to check out their launch next week of their home goods collection. And I'm missing something. Our Amazon link. Our Amazon Please link. Use the Homemaker Chic Amazon if link you're shopping. for all your shopping this holiday season. You can find that in the show notes. Yes. Okay. And Alyssa Blist. Yes. One at somethingsomething.com. Don't forget to reach out to us over on Instagram messages yes. so that we can send you, if you don't, your free wine. I'm going to drink it. Right. So you got to claim it. <laughs> you have till the end of this week. Otherwise, consider it guzzled. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> consider it guzzled. I love that. All right, ladies. Well, thanks for hanging out with us up on the farm today. And uh, go out and make something fabulous. 
Go clip those chicken wings. Yeah. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.